Here comes Carla. Here comes Carla. Here comes Carla. We're gonna kick your ass. <laughs> I don't right. know why I laugh at that bit, Carla. Because we're gonna kick your ass. We're gonna kick your ass, especially today. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Carla. What's what's been happening in K bomb world? Well, I mean, I guess. I mean, it's a little, maybe not too late to talk about the dress, the AOC dress. The dress. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. Did you have a problem with it? Um, I, I didn't until, I, I think she's getting a lot of heat because um, the, the, the normal left, the socialists, we don't like to have any fun. And uh, I think they think that she's playing up her celebrity status and she's... You know, instead of like knocking door to door and being grassroots and helping the people, she's wearing a little pretty dress and going to the Met Gala. But with the message, which I mean, yeah, the message is good. Um, but I don't know. I guess like you know, let's just see what she. I'd like to see what she does in Congress. That would. I mean, I'd, yes. I'd like to be more focused on that. I mean, the one thing that kind of bothered me a little bit was um, just kind of learning a little bit about. You know, she said, "Oh, this was an immigrant." working class woman that made this dress and she was and then it comes we find out that this oh. woman immigrated from Toronto oh. and her oh. oh all the way from Toronto. all the way from the third world yeah. city of Toronto right and then this <laughs> designer's boyfriend is like a Lehman Brothers guy oh, no. he's like the heir to Seagram's Oh. Like he's worth a hundred million dollars. Oh goodness! So I was like, I don't know. I kind of felt like just a little dirty, tarnished. Well, I just feel like don't. I just feel like she was trying to kind of use identity politics to her advantage. When actually, I, I think that it's just would be better to be more transparent about what's going on than just kind of try to like hide. It's like you know you're trying to hide behind a message with this dress, like tax the rich and get this thirty thousand dollar. Yeah, you know, play gala. Um, I don't know. It was, it was. It didn't sit quite well with me, but I don't really want to. I don't want to fight about it much. Do you think that everyone there, because obviously the mega millionaires and billionaires that were there, do you think they just thought, oh, how cute, how funny? I think they did. I mean, I don't think that she really made as big of a store as um, she was acting like she was making which I think that's another part that bothered me but I think that the part that because everyone's like oh yay I mean they were kind of cheering her on I mean yes. if you see the if you see the um, footage everyone's like when she goes out into the carpet everyone's like oh wow you know cheering yes. and you know so I just felt like it wasn't really like I don't know maybe if she'd done that with the Coke brothers or some yes I don't know but like these are Hollywood elites they're you know they're on to their their messaging Yes. But I think what bothered me the most about this situation more than the dress and the designer and the coming from immigrating from Canada, all the way from Canada, was the fact that um, we have this like masked class and the maskless elite. So when you look at these pictures of the gala, you see AOC and all the celebrities like, you know, like maskless, COVID like COVID never happened. And then you also have. Um, all these people that are, you know, holding the train of her dress, wearing a mask, and all these people catering to all the celebrities, just this, and, and, and it, you know, you saw that too with the Emmys, you saw that too with, um, I mean, in San Francisco last weekend, the mayor was partying at a club, so 
I don't know. I feel like, what's the messaging here? What's really going on? I mean, why do the elite class not have to follow the rules? And and what is this with the, you know, the servants having to wear masks? It kind of gives this feeling that they you're not supposed to see the you're not supposed to see servants. You're yes. not supposed to be. Yes. They're only they're not supposed to be have expressions on their yes. faces and yes. and they're just there to serve you. Yes. And I just feel like it's a really shitty kind of thing. I think as well you're right because the pandemic has unmasked the iniquities in our society and from day one when we had those celebrities like Gal Gadot doing this terrible rendition of Imagine and suddenly we look at these celebrities and they're in their wonderful little mansions in the Hollywood Hills and we're like what purpose are you serving during a pandemic and of course they want to cheer us up and do little cooking lessons and show us they can bake bread but in the meantime you're right the 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 the, the um proletariat we're going out to the grocery stores to the hospitals every day on public transportation cleaning the streets yeah serving delivering food we don't have time we we don't have time to do chirpy little songs and uh, you're, you're absolutely right. And this is, I wonder if it's just going to get worse and worse if we're just, you know, um, I, I think the celebrities are trying to find this, a way of kind of making themselves... Uh, Exempt? Yeah. <laughs> From the rules? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we saw it with, with Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. You know, we just... What do they do? Like it's like it's 1990 again. And that, oh, yeah. you know, I, it, it just... It is, I agree with you, it's, we, we shouldn't be all, you know, miserable in the, you know, basically wallowing in our misery, but at the same time, there's this, a lack of awareness that is, is horrible, it's disheartening. Yeah, I mean, even, yeah. even here in a pub like this, like, why is it okay for everyone, these people in the kitchen to be working in, in these conditions with, you know, lots of heat and... And, you know, and then the rest of the people in the pub are free to dine without masks and do what they want. I don't know. It just seems like yeah. it, it, it's, it always makes me feel a little uncomfortable. Like yes, the, the, the people that are serving us, there's like, have to yes. have the masks and we can be free and to faceless. not. Faceless. Yeah. Yeah. Faceless. Faceless, exactly. A faceless society. So I see here that you have a K-bomb, a, a UK bomb. UK bomb. Well, the yes. UK's been a bit of trouble. Um, well, first of all, our beloved um, scruffy schoolboy Boris Johnson is um, in the US. Um, he's groveling to Biden, wants to make her some trade deals with America because we've upset Europe. We're now the pariahs of Europe. And um, I think. Britain all along thinks, well, we'll sidle up with America and then we'll be, you know, you know, just we'll be the popular kid and then we're going to be powerful as well by association. Um, but Biden actually surprisingly said, oh, no, Mr. Johnson, you're going to have to work for it. So Boris Johnson wants um, reduction on um, basically a trade deal like to... Um, I, I guess um, trade British beef, make it cheaper to import in the, uh, the United States or the vice versa, I don't know. Mm. Um, and then on top of that, the Britain and America have got themselves into sticky, uh, sticky toffee pudding 
because um, they have funded some nuclear submarines in Australia. Because apparently we're getting ready for maybe an imminent war with China. Sounds like a bad idea to me. <laughs> Sounds like a really bad idea, Carla. And I, I don't know. When are we going to stop? We've just gotten out of this awful war, which we're going to um, we'll speak about later on. Um, but it is very worrying. Like we are. Is is China going to be our next enemy? Yeah, um, I think that it's going to be a huge mistake. Um, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like it could be the end of um, the U.S. empire. Uh, I feel like, I mean, right now, what we are seeing in the United States is America deteriorating. We're not taking care of our people. Um, what, we see, what we're seeing in China is they are actually taking care of their people. They're building yes. infrastructure. They're, they're investing into their country, whereas we just spent 20 years and trillions of dollars on a war that made absolutely no sense, that just made money for the military-industrial complex, which, again, we'll probably talk more about that later, but yeah, it is, it's a disastrous idea, and this could, I mean, I guess, if the U.S. empire is going to fail, I think this, this will be it, and the U.K. might be helpful in that, in that strategy. I mean, not that they're strategizing, Absolutely, but. absolutely. And the, the funny thing is, um, Macron from France vehemently said, Oh no! This is a terrible idea. Um, I don't want to. I, what What is Britain and and America doing? And um, yes, yeah, so Macron is Macron is like beside himself with anger, um, and wow. he's right. And Macron's not very popular himself. I mean, he's absolutely alienated a lot of France, especially the working class. I know. Um, yeah. But in this case, he's right. He's yeah. right. I I I I'm not happy about this. Um, it's it's not good. It's not good. No. We'll, keep, we'll be keeping an eye on what's going on there. Yeah, please to keep <laughs> keep us updated on uh, the UK bombs. UK over there. bombs. Yeah. <laughs> and Aussie bombs. Right. Um, so I guess another uh, K bomb we could talk about is um, immigration. Um, it seems that. Um, the number of immigrants detained by ICE has increased by 70% under President Biden. 70%. Um, I mean, wow. so, the, so I just want to know how come people are not as outraged, uh, are, you know, are not showing the same outrage and protest as they were under Trump when this was happening? Because I remember we have to vote for Biden because of the kids in cages. Because the kids in cages. And now... I remember Kamala talking about it. Yeah, and, and it seems like we're having like 15,000 children being detained per day. And I mean, this is a problem that's not going away. I think that actually, I think it was pretty, it was actually pretty low when Biden took office. And that would have been a good way to do some immigration reform at that point. But no, instead it's um, actually amped up to 70% which is, is really high. So I want to know, where's the outrage? Are people at brunch? What's going on? I post this on my Facebook page. No one comments. No one likes it. No one says anything. I'm just, I'm curious. What do you, what's your thoughts? What are your thoughts, what, Carla? What are my thoughts? Um, I, I think it was, we all, we all loved to tarnish Trump, didn't we? We all did. Um, Biden's a politician. Obama's a politician. They all... They all have, they're all, they're all a bit dirty. They're all a bit dirty and you're right, nothing's been done about this. And 
you know, I was reading an article on on, on um, America's problem with immigration, and and, and I think one of I can't remember what article it was, but the journalist was saying one of the answers is to help Mexico, um, Guatemala, all these countries help them, you know, financially because we've 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 contributed to the problem, especially with the, the drugs. Yeah, you know, and now we're contributing with climate change. I mean, a lot of the a lot of what we're seeing now, what we're going to be seeing in the future, is going to be due to climate change. People cannot afford in these South American yes. countries can't afford to farm. Poor I mean, trade deals that yeah, we've had. Absolutely, you know, we are one hundred percent responsible. So and in some ways, we've got to enable these countries to get back on their feet, so they don't because. Yeah, you're right. It, nobody, nobody wants to send their kids, their own, their beloved kids, across the border with a coyote or whatever guide or whatever they call them, and risk their lives. I mean, they're doing it out of complete desperation. And we, the onus is on the developed countries. In some ways, we, we've got to give them the tools where they can start building up their own infrastructure and helping. I know. And then there's like thousands of um, Haitian refugees oh like under bridges in Texas right now on the Texas-Mexico border. I mean, there's, you know, they're trying to round them up. They're putting them on planes, sending them to Haiti where they've never lived before. They've been coming originally from Ooh, South America. Yes. I mean, but then I think the problem is, is that apparently there was something in the infrastructure bill, the... Reconciliation, reconciliation bill about that they try to put in about in, in immigration, but apparently the parliamentarian oh, that decided yes, the parliamentarian the parliamentarian because it's just like this ordinary person. Isn't yeah, it? they could fire that person at any point, but the parliamentarian said that they that they could not include that in the reconciliation what? bill. They could not include that. So she said that, and then sort of. I mean, the last time when the Republicans were in charge and the, they didn't like what the parliamentarian said, they fired the parliamentarian. I want to be the... Carla, I want you to be the parliamentarian. No, I think you should be the parliamentarian. We should both you would, together. You'd have a better accent for that. <laughs> we should both together. Yeah. We both should... Because this, the parliamentarian has so much power. And I, get, I, I just learned about this the other day cause, uh, because, um, you know, learning about the filibuster in the... In the the US Senate and I didn't realise that the parliamentarian has so much power sometimes in some ways the parliamentarian has sort more power than the actual president right yeah. can call it and to say yeah you're name. and I, I what I don't like about it is I feel like the Dems because the party is kind of divided between these the corporate interests and there's the more liberal interests progressive interests um, I feel like the parliamentarian is going to serve those corporate interest people so they can kind of use the parliamentarian as an excuse like, oh yeah, we tried, we tried, but the parliamentarian oh, said, but we, so we can, they can kind of get the, you know, they can say, oh yeah, look, we, we tried to do the right thing, but the yes. parliamentarian said, so that's kind of what I don't like about it. I think that they need to, they're hiding behind the parliamentarian. And there's, there's also, I mean, what I do love about the American, United States of America, I am a naturalized citizen of the US, is when I did get my citizenship, the whole ceremony is about America being inclusive and it's the land of immigrants and we help make this country a great place. And then you see this, it's, it's, it's like, well, we'll let some people in, but we won't let other people because they're less desirable. And, and I don't, 
it's not fair. It's just yeah. Well, fair. I mean, just like they let in that designer who immigrated from Canada. <laughs> All the way. All the way. All the way. But yeah, Canada. it's true. It's true. It's a little yes. bit easier for yes. for they. I mean, I think that Trump was like saying things like that, wasn't he? Like saying like these people can come, but not these people. And I and I I do think that he was sort of transparent about yes. it. Yeah. And I you know Latin America is the backbone of, of, of North America. All of our manual labor, labor is done by Mexicans, by uh, I'm Central Americans, Central by Americans, yeah, Hondurans. Yep. And it's, no, none of us want to do these jobs. And I, I can say from England, from Britain, um, with Brexit, the problem we have now is, now that Brexit's happened, the Brits don't want to do the really horrible jobs that the Polish people want, came in to do, and so we have um, uh, we have a shortage in labour right now. And no one talks about this. It's all very well to, you know, call call everyone's bluff on immigration, but who's going to do the jobs if we don't let we don't have a healthy amount of immigrants come in this country? I know. Yeah. Well, I mean. I guess that could be a good lead-in to, um, what has Amazon done this week? Oh, my goodness. What have they done? <laughs> well, I mean, they they, I mean, they've been doing things every week that's really shitty. I mean, union busting everywhere, anywhere they can. They're kind of setting this precedent for other corporations like Starbucks to do the same. And now I feel like what's – well, I just read an article about Walmart is um, testing out self-dri- a self-driving delivery service with Ford. So they're going to try to roll this out in three cities, Miami, Washington, D.C., and Austin, Texas, um, by the end of the year. And so talk about, I guess, if there's a shortage, if they just paid their people more money. But, oh, no, I think they want to gear up towards this, like, let's just let robots do everything. And all of these, all these trucks going to be clean energy? Are they going to be electric? That, you know Probably what? Not. Probably not. I mean, they didn't... They didn't say in the in the article, um, but I just assume I don't know. It's hard to say. I just think it's a really just dystopian, horrible idea. I mean, what stage of dystopian capitalism is this? Like, yeah, when does yeah. it stop? And I mean, it's, it's just one way to kind of just keep people down and you know not let people have jobs. And it's just to me a really really terrible idea. And this is modeled after the fact that. They need to compete with Amazon. So if you want to bring Amazon back into this, everyone like gets their... out of the Terminator, Carla. It, that too, <laughs> yes. Absolutely. It's... But yeah, I mean, because at Amazon, they can get you your stuff so quickly. So now Walmart feels like they've got to compete. And, you know, and now, I mean, I feel like they're just set, setting, Amazon's just setting this horrible, horrible precedent for everything yeah. in the world. So I, interestingly enough, I had to go to a wedding in Eastern Washington, and it was a two and a half hour drive. All I saw were Walmart trucks and Amazon trucks. It was really disconcerting. I, I don't quite understand how it's even feasible. I, I mean, I, I don't, how is it that all, they, there were so many of these trucks? And yeah. I think, is this what's going to happen? And is guess this... who's paying for those roads that they're driving on? Is Amazon contributing to this? Uh, Washington State Department of Transportation and our taxpayers' money. Right, yeah. But does, yeah. And so when we want, like, Amazon yes. and these 
corporations to pay higher taxes and they fight tooth and nail not to do it. I mean, these are roads that we're paying for that they are using to benefit them and to make tons of money. Well, I just want to clarify if you saw a video that went viral about Walmart and one of their workers resigned. Oh, yeah. Yes, that was awesome. (laughs) That was awesome. And we need more people like this woman. And it was great. She did a wonderful speech about how badly the workers were treated. I commend her. I wish I could talk to her. I wish I could have her on the show. She was extremely brave. And I hope she gets a better job. Yeah. Yeah. But we need more people like that. It's going to stand up to the system yes I know I mean because right now I think it's I think people are really afraid to stand up to the system they're afraid to um, they because they, I you know capitalism has put them in a situation where you know they're like you'll you'll get this is what you'll get paid and this is what you'll get or you shut yeah. up or you don't get yes. anything yes and so they're afraid to stand up that's why like a lot of people don't want to join unions and that's why Amazon's threatening people when they do try to start a union. They, they, you know, they come in and say you're going to lose your job or you're not going to, you know, and it puts them in a bad situation. A lot of these people are just are living paycheck to paycheck and just trying to feed their families and working like, you know, sometimes 15 hour days. It's just it's not a good quality of life. And Carla, I just want to know how much do these CEOs need? How much money do they need? How much money does Jeff? I mean, really? He can't pay his his workers, and I think it should be at the bottom of the chain. The the, the, the workers that are in basically in you know packing all the what do you call it and the the, the, the bottom of the strata. What, what do you, call it? you know they're, they're packing all the uh, they're putting all the parcels together, whatever they're doing, yeah. working those warehouses. Surely they should be compensated. I mean, it would. It, I don't think he needs all that money. Um, no, he doesn't. And, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I'd love to have that guy on, I can't remember his name right now, but he's the one who started that credit card um, processing company. He lives here in Seattle and Ballard. He's from Ballard, which you know about. Intellectual crushes. Oh, yeah, non non Yeah, and he, but I mean, maybe we could get him on the show to talk about that because he, I mean, he, you know, took a huge pay cut, decided oh. to pay all of his employees $70,000 a year, no matter oh, what. And he saw, like, more loyalty. He saw oh. more production. He saw his profits increase. And he saw that his employers were, employees were happier. Oh. And, I mean, this is yes. how it should be. It's how it should be. Yeah. How it should be. Yeah. You want to be valued. Yeah. So, anyway, um, so we're going to bring on our guests pretty soon. Um, so we're waiting for them. And we will be right back. Okay. Thank you, Carla.